Welcome to Study the Word Podcast with your host, Dr. Marty Mento. Together we will discover wisdom that leads to salvation and spiritual growth. Here with today's Bible teaching is your host, Dr. Marty Mento. Well, thank you, Randy. And once again, welcome to Study the Word Podcast. If you have your Bibles with you today, turn to the book of John, John chapter 14, as we continue in our series called Discipleship Steps. And again, I want to remind all of you out there, as I always do, if you have not received a Discipleship Steps training manual, they are absolutely for free. All you have to do is email us at discipleshipsteps at gmail.com. Send us your name and your mailing address, and we will send you out a copy for free. If you are a church that is looking possibly to use this in a small group study, Sunday school class, whatever the case may be, um, all you do have to do is tell us how many you want. And again, we have uh, not only had churches that have asked us for copies of this, but we've had other people who are doing small discipleship groups that have asked us for numerous copies. And again, they're absolutely for free, and we are blessed, uh, truly blessed. Matter of fact, people have asked us, can we give to this ministry? If you would like to give to this ministry, you can. Uh, But we are not asking anybody to do so. Uh, We've had some people, uh, God has laid it upon their heart. They have contacted me, and um, we have told them, you know, how they can support Uh, You can also support it right through most of the platforms that you listen to this podcast. gives you an opportunity to support, uh, I believe, on a monthly basis uh, or maybe a one-time gift. Or if you'd like to contact me directly, uh, just again, email us and we'll give you all the information. We'll talk to you. But again, we're not asking for money. Uh, We want to help the body of Christ. We, we want to really impact and help people become like Jesus. Uh, that is my goal. There's no hidden agenda here. And uh, I, again, when you send us your email and your information, we are not going to be sending you emails asking for anything. If I ever ask you for anything, it's going to be prayer. And prayer that um, we would continue to see this ministry reach many people. As a matter of fact, one of the ways uh, that it does is by you sharing um, this podcast with other people, telling other people about this, and and that is going to be the blessing. And and again, it is specifically designed for those who claim to be Christians. Now, there will be times where they were, you know, we're going to be evangelistic. Don't get me wrong. We want to bring the gospel to people who are lost. But really, my heart and my desire has been Um, over 30 years of ministry, is to really fulfill the Great Commission. And and that is like a two-sided coin. For me, the first part is evangelism. And that's why for so many years I have taught evangelism and apologetics, how how to share and defend the Christian faith. And the other side of the coin is discipleship, teaching people what Jesus said so they would obey him and follow him. And a lot of people I have found over the years have never really been discipled. And that is a real issue today in Christianity, more so than ever before. And again, I just want to help you. And that's what this ministry is about. And again, if you'd like to know even more about our evangelism apologetic teachings called Unless You Believe, um, uh, just get a hold of me and we'll tell you more about that. But again, discipleshipsteps at gmail.com. And again, discipleship steps ultimately is just, it's a simple thing. It's taking steps to become like Jesus. 
And again, the word STEPS is an acronym, and we are going through that acronym. We're starting with the word, or the letter, excuse me, S, and we're talking about submitting to God. And so far, we have actually been through 12 principles in submitting to God. And today, what we're going to do is we're going to start with principle number 13. And here is principle number 13. Submission is to God, the Holy Spirit. He will empower and guide us to bring us in line with the will of God the Father. Once again, submission is to God the Holy Spirit. He will empower and guide us to bring us in line with the will of God the Father. It's exactly what Jesus did. Jesus really is our master. He is our perfect example as we left off in the last podcast. We look to him. He gave us the example to follow, to be in obedience to the Heavenly Father. But God the Father has given us the Holy Spirit. And in the book of John, um, chapters 14, 15, and 16, Jesus talks about the Holy Spirit. And you'll see in your booklets that in John 14, verses 16 and 17, also verse 26, then you also see in John 16, 7 through 14, and I didn't purposely leave out 15, but um, again, 15 would be in there also. You will see the mention of the Holy Spirit by Jesus. But what I have given to you is, I think, just an understanding of what Jesus had to say about the Holy Spirit. So, for instance, if you have your Bibles, go to John 14 for a moment and look with me, if you would, at verses 16 and 17. And here's what it says. Listen carefully. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. Now, that's very important for us to understand that the Holy Spirit is our counselor. He is our parakletos. Um, He is the one who comes alongside of us to help us because Jesus has ascended back to the right hand of the Father, and the promise has been from the Father to send another comforter, a counselor, a parakletos to us, one who is like Jesus, one who is like God the Father, and is God the Holy Spirit. And we learn from Scripture here that he will be in us, living within us, and he'll be with us forever. And this is very important. This is for believers. This is not for the world. These are for those who have been saved, born again, those who are the children of the living God, those who have repented and believed in the gospel. They have been sealed. They have been given the pledge by God the Father of the the deposit, the Holy Spirit who resides in us. We are uh, the temple of God now. And the Holy Spirit is with us continually. And um, as we learn this principle, we have to learn to submit to God the Holy Spirit. Why? Because it tells us in the Scriptures that those who are led by the Holy Spirit truly are the children of God. Remember, we, we cannot lead ourselves because we would be leading by the flesh, our human nature and we would ultimately be sinning against God. We need to live by the Holy Spirit. He also says Jesus does here in verse 26 too, but the counsel of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. 
So we have the, the teacher, the Holy Spirit, who's teaching us, who is guiding us, directing us in the truth. God's Word is true. And he's going to remind us also of what Jesus has taught and brought forward. Now, we as Christians, we got to understand that Jesus is primarily the focus here is he is sharing this with uh, those who are his apostles. He is reminding them. He is preparing them. He is um, sharing with them because he's getting ready to depart. But this also, in within what he's teaching them, is for us also to understand. We as believers have the Holy Spirit. He is going to be teaching us, but he is going to be pointing us back to Christ each and every step of the way. Just as Jesus said, a disciple is not above his teacher, but it is enough that he become like his teacher. So the Holy Spirit is at work so that we become like Jesus. And so he is going to lead us and guide us. What also tells us uh, in the book of John chapter 16, and again, I didn't purposely leave out 15, uh, but again, I, 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 this is not an exhaustive study, but I try to give you just enough but not too much. But in John chapter 16, if you look at verse 7, right down through 14, you'll see these words. Jesus says, but I tell you the truth, it is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will convict the world of sin or guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment in regard to sin because men do not believe in me in regards to righteousness because I am going to the Father where you can see me no longer in regards to judgment because the prince of this world now stands condemned. I have much more to say to you, more than you can bear. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. Listen carefully. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. So this, once again, and he goes on from there too, but once again, the Holy Spirit is going to keep us and point us to Christ, leading us back to Christ in his teaching. He is, going to, he is going to bring us understanding, illumination, they would call it in theology, so that we can grasp what is before us. Um, and again, it, it, it doesn't diminish the fact that we must still um, use principles, good, solid biblical principles of study in Scripture. Um, they call it in theology hermeneutics. We got to use good hermeneutical principles when studying God's word. For instance, uh, words have meaning. We got to understand, you know, language that is being used within Scripture, like parables or hyperbole, et cetera, et cetera. There are things as we study the Word of God. We we got to ask, okay, uh, you know, God obviously everything originates with God, but then there's a human author who wrote it down on the parchment or paper. But who was it written to? Uh, we began to learn principle, but ultimately the Holy Spirit is teaching us. He's bringing us into understanding because Romans chapter 3 tells us that no man understands. No man can grasp, no man can comprehend the things of God until the Spirit of God is within them. And so this, what, this is what makes it so important. So once again, uh, we need that power. 
We need the presence uh, of the Holy Spirit to guide us, uh, to bring us in line with the will of God the Father, what He wants. And what the, the will of God the Father is simply this. He wants us to become like His Son, Jesus, the perfect example. Now we go to principle number 14. Submission should bring us assurance of our relationship to God. Submission should bring us assurance of our relationship to God. If you go in John chapter 14, and again, we're staying right there in in the book of John, but if you look with me at verses 23 and 24, I'm going to read for you here in a moment. Again, John chapter 14, 23 and 24. Here's what it says. Jesus replied, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My Father will love him, and he will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear and are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. So if we truly do submit to God, if we submit to the truth that is before us, we we submit to the teachings of Jesus, we submit to the leading and the guiding of the Holy Spirit within us. We submit to God the Father in our submission of the triune God. In the submission to God, we should have assurance that we love Him and that He loves us because we are doing what pleases Him. Um, And this should bring us the assurance. This is a promise here that is given us. My Father will love Him and we will come to him and make our home with him. But it's the one who obeys. It's the one who submits to God. And and again, if we don't submit to him, we don't love him. Uh, We are being rebellious. We are demonstrating um, that we don't love him, Um, that, you know, we're not recognizing God for being God. Uh, And again, if we are a child of God, if we claim to be a Christian— that our responsibility is to submit to him. But again, by submitting, it should bring us assurance of our relationship to God. Principle number 15, listen carefully. Who we submit to determines who we live for. We are to be slaves, yet at the same time friends of Jesus Christ. He is our master, our king, and our Lord. Once again, Who we submit to determines who we live for. We are to be slaves, yet at the same time, friends of Jesus Christ. He's our master, king, and our Lord. I think a good question would be right now is, who do you live for? Is it you? Well, if you're a Christian, then then it's going to be problematic right from the get-go because we're going to find from Scripture, and if you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Romans now and go to Romans chapter 6. And look with me, if you would, please, at verse 20 through 22. Listen to this carefully. Romans chapter 6, 20 20 through 22. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the control of righteousness. What benefit did you reap at the time from the things that you are now ashamed of? Those things result in death. But now you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to God. 
the benefit you reap leads to holiness, and the result is eternal life. And I'm just going to stick in the, the one more verse, verse 23, which you've all heard before, I'm sure. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So once again, before we became a Christian, we were slaves to sin. We were slaves. We, we followed the, the ways of the, of the father of lives, the devil himself. We, we followed our own um, human nature, a nature that is corrupt, depraved, spiritually dead. We did what we wanted to do. We were slaves. We were captive to sin. We did what came natural to us. But then when we are saved, we have been set free. But in our freedom, we've also been enslaved now to God and to his righteousness. So that's what's kind of interesting. A lot of people talk about, um, you know, freedom and free choice and stuff like this. And people get into things, and sometimes people don't understand. I would encourage you to read Romans chapter 6 the whole way through. But Romans chapter 6 is going to show you from the beginning that you were dead to sin, that you were a slave of sin, but then you became a slave of righteousness, a, a, a slave of the Lord. So a lot of people don't like that word. So some would rather use the term bond servant, a willing servant, but it truly is a slave. That's what it tells us in the Greek, the original language. We are slaves. Um, that's why when Jesus said, if you want to be my disciple, here's what you got to do. Deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow me. If you found your life, you're going to lose it. And if you lost your life, you have found it for my sake. The bottom line, he, he begives us a picture of what it means really to submit because submission or who we submit to de determines who we live for. So if look at your life right now. Who are you living for? Is it for you or is it for Christ? It's not a trick question. It's a very honest and sincere question. Are you living for you and what you want, you desire? You have your goals, you have your dreams, you have your bucket list. It's all about you. It's about your life ahead. It's about your retirement. It's about everything about you. Where's Christ in it? Do you try to fit him in? See, that's not true biblical Christianity. True biblical Christianity is, once again, as I've mentioned many times before in this podcast, it's as, as Paul said, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. It is all about Jesus Christ. He is our master. He is our king. He's our Lord. As a matter of fact, we go back uh, once again to the book of John chapter 15, and remember, I said I left it out, but here's where I stuck it in there. But in John chapter 15, I want you to listen to these words in verses 14 and 15 to help us better understand this. Listen, you are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I've learned from my father. I've made known to you. But look what he says here. You are my friends if you do what I command. If you submit to Christ, you are no longer a slave but a friend. He gives to you that knowledge and understanding. He makes known to you the things that 
he learned from the Father. And, and so once again, this is how we understand that who we submit to determines who we live for, but we are to be slaves yet at the same time friends of Jesus Christ. And last but not least, we'll go to the book of Philippians, Philippians chapter 2. And the book of Philippians in the New Testament is, is that chapter 2 is the, really gives us the picture of what we call the incarnation. When Jesus, um, you know, took upon the flesh of man, we, we see Christ's humility and his submission obedience to God the Father in this incarnation. But if you look with me for just a moment at Philippians chapter 2, and look with me at verses 8 through 11. Listen to these words, talking about Jesus. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confessed that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Wow. But it started with this humble obedience, him submitting to God his Father. So once again, principle 15, who we submit to determines who we live for. We are to be slaves, yet at the same time friends of Jesus Christ. He is our master, king, and our Lord. Last principle in chapter number one underneath submitting to God, and that is principle 16. Listen carefully. Submission demonstrates that God is the potter or the creator, and we are the clay or the creation. He is sovereign and in control of every area of our lives. Let me repeat that. Principle number 16, submission demonstrates that God is the potter and creator and we are the clay, the creation. He is sovereign and in control of every area of our lives. And again, there, there are two passages here. One is in the Old Testament. And, and again, you know, it's not that I'm keeping the Old Testament out of all of this teaching um, because I don't want anyone to think that in any way, shape, or form because that is just not true. Um, it's just that we are looking primarily at the life of Jesus as he lived his life here on the earth. So that's why we find ourselves so often in the New Testament. But if you go to the Old Testament to the book of Isaiah, Isaiah, one of the major prophets, and we read Isaiah 63, 8, listen to these words. He said, surely they are my people, sons who will not be false to me. And so he became their Savior. Listen to that again. He said, Surely they are my people, sons who will not be false to me. And so he became their Savior. Now, when we look at that, we realize that God is in control. When we as God's people and we are genuine and real, we are obedient to him, and we repent and believe and put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, we should be people who obey him. And he becomes our Savior. He is our Lord. He's our master. 
Um, he is the one who will rescue us. His promises are true, and yes, and amen in Jesus. And we know that we are the children of God because we have the Spirit of God within us. But we live a life that demonstrates, that proves that he is our Savior. He is the potter. He is the creator. We are his creation. We're the clay. He is sovereign. He's in control. He's the one who saves us. He's the one who lives in us and through us. He's the one who guides us and directs us. He's the one who empowers us. He is the one who disciplines us. He is the one who watches over us. He is the one who protects us. He is the one who feeds us. He's the one who guides us. The list goes on. And that was really one that I wanted to pull out of this Isaiah passage. That again, the people of God are real. They demonstrate they're not false. They are the children of God by their actions, by their submission to God. And He will be their Savior. He will be the one that they need in every aspect of their life. And then we come to that passage in Romans chapter 9, and this is where we end chapter 1. But in Romans chapter 9, look with me at verses 20 and 21. Romans chapter 9, 20 and 21. Listen to these words. But who are you, O man, to talk back to God? Shall what is formed say to him who has formed it, Why did you make me like this? Does not the potter have the right to make out of the same lump of clay some pottery for noble purposes and some for common use? Now it goes on from there, and there's many more um, statements that Paul makes here, and i got to be honest with you, refers back to the Old Testament that was spoken by the prophets. But the key that I wanted to pull out here is once again, In our submission, we are demonstrating who God is and who we are. I really believe today in the day and age in which we live, especially within visible Christianity, the lives of so many people just don't demonstrate who God is and who they are. The key for us to do so is to submit to Him, to follow our Lord, our Savior, our Master, our King, in total submission because He is the perfect example. Um, the Bible says in the last days, one of the things that's going to be pretty evident amongst the world is there's no fear of God before their eyes. We as the children of God, there should be a good, wholesome, healthy fear of God. There should be a reverence for God. But that fear, that reverence should be demonstrated. God's Word should be, in every aspect, a part of our life on a daily basis. We should be men and women, as we've learned through this step one in submitting to God, that prayer should be a priority. But we are truly disciples, pupils, students, who need to learn from our master teacher, Jesus. And so here in chapter 1, what we have seen very clearly, and I hope I, I have demonstrated clearly enough, that he was in total submission 
complete obedience to God as Father. And we should do the same thing. We need to recognize God for who He is. We need to trust Him by faith. We need to understand that He is in control of all things at all times. We need to realize that Christ is the head of the church. We are His body. And He is the one who has promised the blessings upon us if we truly submit and obey just as He did. And so my prayer is truly that through chapter 1, if you are a Christian and you truly are on this journey as a disciple of Jesus Christ, that you will submit in every aspect and every area of your life to God. You will follow Jesus. That's who you're going to follow. He's the perfect example. And in submitting, you are going to be assured because the Father is going to demonstrate His love, His presence, His power in your life. He's going to comfort you. He's going to strengthen you. He's going to protect you, provide for you. He's going to bring about all the blessings that He has promised us through Christ Jesus. But remember, what He wants is for us to become like Jesus. That's the key. Well, again, folks, I hope and pray that you'll tell other people about Study the Word podcast. Share it. When you're on the platform and you listen, share it with someone else. Tell them to uh, email us at discipleshipsteps at gmail.com, and they can get a free booklet. Encourage them to go on the journey. And next time we get together, we're going to start step number two. We're going to look at the T in the word steps, and we're going to find out what that means. Until next time, may God richly bless you. Thanks for listening to Study the Word Podcast with Bible teacher Dr. Marty Minto. If you have questions in regards to today's study or any questions about the Bible and or spiritual issues, then email us at studythewordpodcast at gmail.com. We hope through today's teaching you have learned biblical truths so that you can teach others and defend the Christian faith. Tell others about Study the Word Podcast available on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor.fm. Once again, thanks for listening to Study the Word Podcast. Thank you.